0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Jyothi Gupta, and this is The Pulse. For as long as we've lived together, my husband and I have listened to morning radio or watched a breakfast television show. It serves as our alarm clock, and we get caught up on news, sports, or entertainment while we pack lunches, get dressed, and frantically look for missing house keys or wallets. But radio or television programming serves a far greater societal function. It doesn't just provide a soundtrack to morning routines or domestic life. It matters what stories get told and who does the telling. It matters how the programming is produced and what audience is kept in mind when deciding content. Today we discuss AMI's new morning show, Now with Dave Brown. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. And welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. My name is Joeta Gupta, and I'm the host of the program. And today, we've got a lot of guests in the studio to talk about AMI's new morning show, Now with Dave Brown. And as I mentioned, today, we'll be covering off this, this great morning show, not because we want to do some self-promotion, but because I feel at least because I'm a listener of so many morning sh- morning shows and radio shows and TV shows, that I'm so curious about what goes on behind the scenes. It's a really exciting opportunity to not just talk about the who, what, when, where, and why, but also to talk about the how. And so today on the program, we'll have a bunch of guests talking about now from Dave Brown. And so in the second half of the show, we'll be hearing from um, the show's Audio producer Kevin Filippopile, and we'll also be hearing from the coordinating TV producer Jennifer Johnson. But the show, which airs Mondays through Fridays at 9 in the East on AMI Audio, AMI TV, and of course streams live on AMI.ca, would be nothing without its host, Dave Brown. Welcome to The Pulse. Hey,
1: Joita, great to be with you.
0: Great to be with you. Hey, you know what? This is the elephant in the room. Didn't you used to host this show? What's I, going on here? I did and
1: didn't used to be part of the old morning show on AMI. On AMI so we're doing a little musical chairs, a little swapper. You're doing a yes. great job with The Pulse. There.
0: Oh, thank you. In the words of Sam Robinson, hey, didn't you guys just switch? <laughs> and of course, the man who is responsible for the switch and for so many other great things on AMI Audio is our manager, Andy Frank. Welcome.
2: My, my worlds are colliding. And shifting (laughs) all right before my eyes here.
0: It is a little surreal, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, So, Dave, let's start with some of the basic questions. What is now with Dave Brown?
1: Well, you've so eloquently described a, a morning show, right? Now, with Dave Brown, is a news of the day morning show. We talk about news and politics and current events and entertainment and sports and pretty much anything that's coming across the social media waves. Everything that laps upon our shores, we like to talk about it. And what it serves as is really kind of a fast-moving and banter-ish type show that still has an elevation to the conversation. We're not just looking for the bare bones of a story. We want to kind of start digging into those individual layers that makes a story real and makes a story impactful into people's lives.
0: Now, Dave, it's been, what, three days? But the launch is over. (laughs) I ate your bagels and I drank the mimosas and I have my commemorative cereal box. Um, But how are you feeling?
1: Joita, it's so strange uh, because there was a lot of excitement around the show and there was a lot of work that went into launching the show. And we'd sort of informally soft launched for a couple of months playing around right. with some new ideas. But we hadn't quite put all the fresh coats of paint onto it. So on Monday, it kind of felt like I was preparing to do any old show like it was like it was any other given weekday morning in my life. Mm-hmm. And then as the music hit and the visuals hit and the pieces started coming together – yeah, this realization and revelation, like, oh yeah, this is the culmination of about probably eight to twelve weeks of really hard work getting the show ready. Mm,
0: I love that word culmination because Andy, in a sense, now with Dave Brown is a culmination of years of hard work, hard work that you've had a chance to oversee, both as a producer initially and later on as a manager. So how do you see this show fitting into the overall vision and lineup? On AMI audio and AMI TV, but how do you also see it building on previous iterations of live programming?
2: Well, for the first part, I think that it serves as the foundation of the day. Um, it is really about uh, what more you know. Most morning shows will have a, a news and current uh, events flavor to it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that it's it's normal that we would would start our AMI. A broadcast day that way we have the Gazette with Mike Ross of course to, to really just basically flat out news and, and information <laughs> in a very conversational and fun <laughs> way but um, and then with the, the morning show with uh, with Dave um, so it it does act as the foundation to everything else that we do and then we get into a little more specialized discussion with um, with the programs that follow with uh, Kelly and Company on the on lifestyle and um, and those kinds of subjects. Uh, and then yours, of course, Joita, uh, with uh, the in-depth conversations that you have. And then we close the day with Corinne, and uh, and her current events kind of wrap up the the you know the the other bookend of the day. So that's where it fits in that regard. Um, but as far as what what went into this show and what we've learned over the past uh, four years exactly of doing uh, live broadcasting on AMI, on AMI audio, something that was not at all being done four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, was. Everything We learned everything from <laughs> from scratch uh, because we serve a unique purpose and a unique community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so we had to learn everything really. That we had, yeah, we can use the fundamentals of broadcasting, the fundamentals of radio that every other broadcaster does. But then we had to learn about how to uh, cater to our audience and speak about the things that we speak about. And there wasn't that much content four years ago um, available to us as there is today. The mainstream media has really caught up. To uh, publishing stories about the disability that that were just frankly not available to us four years ago, mm. so that's given us an advantage on this show. Dave has more content to be to choose from, uh, but it's also uh, we've also learned that uh, being engaging and fast paced and uh, uh, you know warm these are things that Dave really brings to the table uh, on now, and uh, that's that was something that we have learned. This is extremely important to be successful.
0: The voice that you're listening to is Andy Frank, the manager of AMI Audio. We're also speaking to Dave Brown, the host of Now with Dave Brown. So, Dave, a lot of people will start to recognize you. They'll say, we heard you on uh, the radio. We saw you on TV. And, you know, don't be surprised if they come up to you when you're out doing your groceries or picking up some laundry. Uh, it just comes with the territory. You but ought to know, in, Joita. Well, yeah. And and, <laughs> and, and and But one of the things that is so wonderful about those interactions is that you start to realize that you're interacting with a lot of people who are able-bodied, and they're seeing someone with a disability in a very successful public role. And in a sense, Dave, you're an ambassador for the community. So how do you take that aspect of the role?
1: Oof, that's a lot of pressure, being an ambassador <laughs> for the community. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm up to that responsibility, Joita. <laughs> uh, to be candid, it, it, comes, it comes with the territory of any public broadcast position. I've been really fortunate Over the last 10 years, both inside AMI and outside AMI, to take on that responsibility that comes with being a a broadcaster and the public responsibility that comes along with that. It's actually just a privilege uh, to know that you're not just talking out into the ether and letting your words bounce off the ionosphere to gosh knows where. Um, It's really cool when people will take the time to come and approach you and talk to you about the work that you do, chiefly because it's – It's an interesting feedback loop that it can get sometimes really easy to live in the world of feedback that we create for ourselves. So when other individuals will come forward and talk about an interview you did or a question you asked or something you made them feel or something you made them – or you made them laugh or you made them cry, there's all these these wonderful – moments that that touch base in you as a broadcaster that make you realize hey why you're doing it it's not it's not for the fame it's more to connect with people the okay. fame that comes with it is sort of a byproduct of that connection that you make with somebody and specifically when it comes to the to the the blind low vision front um it's something that i didn't think about very much until i started working for ami I really grew up uh, not thinking about disability at all. I I had a relationship with the Montreal Association for the Blind for some adaptive tools and maybe a couple tips and tricks on how to get by at school. But I didn't get special attention at school. I didn't get special accommodations. I just kind of built my own and that continued all the way through high school and into college. And Then it really struck me at university. When the degree of difficulty went up mm-hmm. that I probably could have used some of those accommodations and that's one of the things that I've started using this platform for specifically when I was uh, on AMI this week as a TV reporter, when I was on the Pulse starting to kind of tell people that, that it's okay to advocate for yourself and it's also okay for your identity to change. Mm-hmm. That I didn't see myself as disabled when I was 18, but then when I was 23, 24 and now as an adult, I recognize those moments when like disability like, does mean something. So I don't know if I answered your question directly, but I think that if I'm thinking about being a role model, it's about knowing that you can ev- evolve and shift and what your needs might be on Tuesday might not be your needs on Wednesday.
0: Mm-hmm. Andy, as we approach a break, I want to ask you a difficult but necessary question. You're a manager at AMI Aud- and I think you must reflect both on the journey but also on the need for representation of people with disabilities in the media. How do we do that meaningfully in a way that we avoid tokenism?
2: By hiring brilliant people like yourselves uh, and I mean that without uh, condescension or or anything. um, There are brilliant broadcasters and uh, 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 talent is is universal whether people are disabled or not and uh, so... It's uh, it, it's a challenge because you do have to um, you do have to look and it, the fishing expedition is not one where you're going into a lake <laughs> filled <laughs> with with uh, with hungry fish um, but you um, I think it's 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 a matter of of finding the right people to to send the message and we are blessed here at AMI uh, to have uh, an abundance of such talent. Um, here, people like yourselves and the uh, people I mentioned earlier with Kelly and so on, mm-hmm. Kelly and Remya, and um, and then of course we have seventy contributors now in uh, around AMI that every month appear on the channel multiple times now uh, to lend their perspectives on uh, living with their respective disabilities and how they um, manage with their particular lives. So um, I just think we we just it's all about finding great people, great communicators, Dave.
1: And can I piggyback on that? I'm sorry, I'm a bad guest, Joita. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking control away from you for just a moment. But I think I think those contributors we talk about, our community reporters who, who sprinkled the airwaves across Kelly and Company and now with Dave Brown, are truly representative of that idea that disability and blindness and low vision is not a monolith, right? What makes me tick isn't necessarily what makes, makes you mm-hmm. tick, Joita. It's not what makes Kelly tick. We all have our own diverse interests. And what's incredible is even though I've got my, pardon the pun, my blind spots, mm-hmm. as you bring together these community reporters from literally coast to coast, they all bring their own personalities to the table and their own lived experience mm-hmm. to the table. So that's this great way of representing the show, bringing some incredible information about communities across the country, but also understanding that the difference in people and diversity in people across the country.
0: In the studio with me is the host of Now with Dave Brown. That being Dave Brown, funnily enough. <laughs> Funny how that works. Uh, um, also with me is Kevin philippe the audio producer of the program. Hi, Kevin.
3: Nice to see you again.
0: Hello. Nice to see you too. And my good friend, Jennifer Johnson. Hey there. Hello. Hey there. <laughs> so what we're going to do in the second half is really peel back the curtain a little bit because I don't know about the rest of you, but when I listen to a radio show or a TV show, I am obsessed with finding out what's really happening. So... Kevin, you're the, the the person who's probably in the best position to tell us what's really happening. What goes into the production <laughs> of a daily morning live show? What's a day in the life of Kevin Filippo
3: See, I'm really happy you've had Dave and Andy to kind of set the whole show up because I live in the weeds. <laughs> that's, that's where I live. <laughs> so I'm thinking about um, which scripts need to go where and, and have we updated this element in the script. Um, and so work, working with JJ, I, I see I kind of take care of the audio elements of the Uh show and jj takes care of the visual elements Um, so the day for me is um, we've already prepped much of the script the day before um, and a lot of the elements because we need to give our our friends in tv time to prepare the Uh various elements that are going to appear on the tv screen Um, so for us um, with dave in the morning it's a lot of adding in um, the breaking news Um, Mm -hmm. dave does a lot of that and i essentially just make sure I'm kind of an air traffic controller. (laughs) That's the best description. I'm making sure that this person who needs this thing is getting it and from this person. And that's a lot of what I do.
0: Right. Um, Our audience, our target audience, are people who are blind or low vision. And so with radio, this is a no-brainer. Things have to be descriptive mm-hmm. because it's radio. But when you get into TV, you, don't want to make, you want to make sure as a producer, I would imagine, that some of those descriptive elements aren't lost in translation. So you talk about graphics and you talk about involving the TV department. How do you make sure that all the pieces come together in a way that we don't inevitably leave out the audience?
3: It's taken practice, I'll admit. Um, and we're lucky that we did get to practi- uh, try out new things. We didn't have to reinvent the wheel um as you all know with live from studio five we we developed new ways of writing scripts um, mm-hmm. of making sure that they were accessible to different the different audience groups who were going to be tuning in um and so writing scripts in different ways um, and making sure that the um the different elements get to everybody and we did have to check ourselves every now and then we do have um, it's we're lucky to have people at the company who are specialists in described video who can check for us, you know, mm-hmm. um, listen back to a recording or, or watch a, um, an airing and tell us that, no, you know, right here you missed this bit. So make sure for next time you, um, you make sure to describe something in a more effective way.
0: Mm. Jennifer, I – honestly think you probably have the most fascinating job of all because because there is a, a notion and i think we can all readily debunk that notion that people who are blind don't want to engage with the visual medium, whether it's TVs or movies. And nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, we know people who are blind who are avid movie buffs, (laughs) Amy Amenti, for example. (laughs) So Jennifer, talk to me a little bit about your role and how your production process has evolved, bearing in mind who the audience is and what you need to do to make the content fully accessible. Well, I was just saying to Kevin that in typical
4: broadcasting, live broadcasting,
0: we tend to use the
4: pictures and the visual to help lead the broadcaster, the Mm -hmm. person who's on air, the talent as we... Call them, and it's obviously true in this case. Mm.
2: Um, but in,
4: it, with with now, we're we're always sort of having to hold back and waiting to make sure we're not giving something to the sighted audience um, before the non sighted audience. So we just want we have to have that level playing field. So it's all uh, like in any television, it's all about communication. I just always end up following Kevin's lead. So he's and he's very good, very proactive, about letting me know what's coming up the next day, what's coming up the next segment, what's coming up the next minute. So we're sort of always doing that that tightrope walk.
0: Jennifer, has it made you think differently about the role that graphics might play on a TV show? Absolutely.
4: You have to be very specific. You have to be very uh, precise that what you're saying in the graphic is matching what's being discussed mm-hmm. by, by Dave and his guests. Um, it's been a real learning curve, but it's been really, really
0: great. Dave, you are, as Jennifer put it, the talent. It's a stretch, but I'll take it. (laughs) But are you also the person who gets to decide on the content? Because I think that's a question a lot of of guests have. (laughs) How much input does the host really get?
1: It all depends on the open-mindedness of your producers. And Kevin Filippapile is a very open-minded guy, and we're lucky to work with a super – production team uh, you know Andrika Delano very well uh, she helps us out we have Paul Daniel and we have Mike Ross sitting in the director's chair as well we have a lot of different voices that input into the show but ultimately there are about four to five parts of the show every day where i've been given pretty much 100% editorial control kevin would you say that's that's fairly close with oh, the yeah. with the news stories and yeah. the accessibility story roundup that i'm that i'm kind of allowed to set the agenda as as i so fit but i think that's also a trust that has been earned um, over the years with both the work that I did with Andrika on The Pulse uh, bef- before the reins were handed over to you or even uh, with Andy Frank giving us that, that room to maneuver in the first place. So because of that trust factor, Jennifer talked about how communication is this critical component of broadcasting. Trust is a huge part of it too, to know that even when I dabble a couple toes away from the journalistic line that I'm not going to splash into the lake as I do it.
0: Right. Now we are speaking to Dave Brown, the host of Now With Dave Brown. And also in studio with me is the audio producer, Kevin Filippopile and the coordinating TV producer, Jennifer Johnson. Dave, when we think about the various things that are going on for you when you're in that hot seat hosting the show, you've got you know music, you've got guests, you've got a bunch of things happening. How do you also communicate with the people on the other side of the glass?
1: When there's a guest in here it would be incredibly rude to press the button that we have, which is known as talk back. <laughs> there's one little tiny button where you can get into the audio control room as necessary. The thing is, if somebody else is in the studio with you, A, they're going to hear you, and B, your voice is going to come across the air uh, talking. And it just is so disrespectful to someone who's taken their time to be with you. So when there's actually a guest in the room, you have to have faith in the people around you. And it's almost more a passive role that someone who's in the director's chair, whether that's Kevin or Mike, is in your ear, in your headphones saying XYZ. And all you can really do is give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. You're literally giving kind of a, a closed-minded uh, response to what to, uh, it has to be a closed-end question uh, to get kind of the response out of you. And sometimes you just have to go with what you're doing. When somebody's out of the studio or on the phone, there's a little more freedom. That talk back button works for you. But, Joey, the, the critical thing we're going to do or that we do is in the commercial break when we have those couple of minutes, that's when we've really got a game plan. If we're over the clock, if we're tight to the clock, if we have some room to breathe, we've discussed all that. If we want to bring in some audio elements or a video element, we're making sure that's relayed to the audio room and they're going to relay that to the video room. And it's not always perfect, but that's the beauty of this, that that radio and TV, although sometimes has the shine of perfection – it's better when it's kind of sloppy.
0: <laughs> so that's what you talk about on the breaks. You talk about the next segment. Here I thought you discussed last night's scores or something.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I do. I saved that for the pre-show meetings.
0: Oh, that's funny. Uh, you know what, Dave? You've anticipated my next question. And I think, Kevin, uh, you might be able to answer it. So might you, Jennifer. The fact of the matter is... Radio, you know, we try for perfection, but hey, it's a work in progress, right? And so you might have something come up that's unforeseen. A call drops, uh, something spills in studio, uh, (laughs) any number of fires, literally or figuratively, that need to be put out. How do you folks plan to deal with stuff like that when it comes up?
3: I can start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it is practice and getting to know all the various people who are involved in the in the production. So there's a lot of moving parts. So um, communication, as we've mentioned before, making sure that um, so I might anticipate that something's coming up, or Mike might warn me from his director's chair, and so I'll run over maybe to the video folks and let them know that something's coming up and and how we might deal with it. A lot of the time, though, um, we will be following Dave's lead because Dave's the person on air; he's the voice you're hearing. And if um, we can't think up a fix 30 seconds in advance, then Dave's going to have to do the fix live and we just follow his lead. Whatever he's got going, we'll follow it. It's it's following one of the old rules of improv. If your improv partner throws you an imaginary ball, catch it. Don't don't (laughs) pretend pretend there's no ball.
0: (laughs) Jennifer, anything to add on the video side? I've
4: always said in broadcasting, you're only as good as your plan B. Mm. So you've always got something in your back pocket ready to go.
0: Mm -hmm. Dave. You know, this leads me into the question of how you actually manage to host a live radio show or a live um, uh, TV show now because there are so many moving components. And I think it's fair to ask, as a broadcaster with a disability, what accommodations do you need? How do you make it work for you?
1: A lot of it comes purely from experience. Uh, I'm lucky in the sense that the vision that I have has been the vision that I've had since day one, right? Mm -hmm. Just just a little bit below 10 percent or somewhere hovering in the 10 percent region. So – I've been kind of adapting uh, the same way since my first day in broadcasting, which is big old fonts on a script, which I think sometimes drives some of the TV folks crazy because they're like, we can see your script on camera. People are knowing you're reading. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's right. I'm reading because I, I want to make sure I get people's names right so and get their titles right and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, Joita, I, I actually in this role find it pretty easy and smooth. Uh, I used to occasionally host AMI This Week alongside Anthony McLaughlin or Molly Burke when one of them was away. And I would have to memorize like 20 to 40 pages of script to get through one of those broadcasts. And that was that was difficult uh, because there was no teleprompter to be used. In that case, there was no camera to be seen on script. But I will say all that experience got me used to the lights and mm-hmm. the camera and the makeup and the wardrobe and all those little details that you have to sort out. And the thing that really helps me, Joita, is is that – I, and I'm not saying this to, to brag. This is something that, that – it was a tremendous honor mm-hmm. that Andy and Kevin and the crew allowed me to build this show clock. Mm-hmm. That that They gave me the pieces and said, you put the Jenga puzzle together mm-hmm. any way you see fit. You make the Lego spaceship with these pieces. So just knowing that I'm the one who built it gives me this familiarity with it mm-hmm. that means that on any given day, I'm ready to pivot and spin on on a word because I know the next thing that's coming.
0: Exactly. Kevin and Jennifer, as we sort of draw this conversation to a close, I want to expand it, which is a silly thing to say when you're just about to wrap up, but I'll do it. Um, You've learned a lot in your respective journeys producing this show and I think those lessons are valuable. They're valuable to people at other agencies who might be doing similar work. What are the universal principles in production, both for audio and uh, on the TV side that might be broadly applicable so that we can start to create content irrespective of the channel, that would be accessible to as many people as possible.
3: Kevin? Uh, I'll start with um, knowing who the people you're working with, um, what their specific needs are. And so um, when I write a script for you, it would be different from when I write a script from Dave for Dave, different from when I write a script for Kelly. Um, and that's partially knowing each host's preferences, but it's also got to do with different accessibility requirements. Um, the other part of it is um, there's a quote from this um, movie Gosford Park, Helen Mirren. It's one of these upstairs-downstairs movies with mm-hmm. you know, butlers running around. Um, I'll paraphrase. To be the perfect servant, you have to know what they want before they want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and well, that's the, a good there's one. There's
3: part of it there in knowing someone well enough to anticipate what they might be interested in and finding a way to get that done.
1: Am I a 19th century aristocrat?
0: Jennifer, anything to add?
4: I'd say trust. Mm-hmm. You need trust in the people you work with. Uh, on both sides of the camera, um, and you need to have a sense of fun. Mm.
0: You to, if you're
4: not having fun, you're probably not doing it right. That's
0: right. a great point. That is a great point. Dave, I want to give you the last word, and we've only got a minute. Okay. But you've made some pretty big changes here. You moved to Toronto, Oof. and you've taken on this brand-new project. What's your advice for someone with a disability who might be teetering on the on the edge of a big decision, and they're wondering whether they should take the plunge?
1: Do is the end result, is the reward, is the job or the place something that's going to make you happy? For me, the idea of moving to Toronto was a difficult one. Moving when you're blind is very difficult because I can't drive myself. I need a wheelman. My dad set up a wheelman just to hire movers and hire people to do things for you and it's brutal and it's awful and it puts yourself out there but the thing is if you love the job you're moving for, if if this is the job you know you want to do, then All the rest of those headaches are 100% worth it and it flips vice versa too. Let's say you wanted to go live in Vancouver. All the headaches that might go with making the dollars make sense, if you know Vancouver is the place that you want to live, then go take that plunge and go do it. Don't be afraid of adventure.
0: Well said. All right, guys. Thank you very much for being on The Pulse today. It was a pleasure speaking to all of you.
3: Thanks, Julia. Thank you.
0: That was the team from Now with Dave Brown. We spoke to host Dave Brown, Jennifer Johnson, the coordinating TV producer, and Kevin Philippe the audio producer, talking about their experiences bringing this show to you every day, Monday through Friday, 9 in the East, 6 in the West. Now with Dave Brown airs on AMI-audio, AMI-tv, and can be streamed live on AMI.ca. Wow, guys, time's up and you're having fun. The Pulse is almost at an end. And I want to remind you that you can catch the podcast wherever you go for your podcast or head on over to AMI.ca forward slash on the Pulse. I think for the thought of the day, I'll just echo what Dave said, which is that life is an adventure and you have to fully embrace it regardless of ability. And I hope that shows like the programming we put on here and elsewhere inspire you excite you and get you motivated to pursue your dreams, whatever they might be. The Pulse is um, I want to thank a lot of guests today, Dave Brown, of course, Andy Frank, Jennifer Johnson, Kevin Filippo for being on the show. And The Pulse is produced by Andrika Delanerol and Sam Robinson is our technical producer. Andy Frank, who was mentioned previously, is the manager of AMI-audio. But most of all, thank you for listening to the program. We would love to hear from you. Use the hashtag Pulse AMI and find us on Twitter at AMI-audio or you can send us an email right to feedback at AMI.ca. We'd love to hear from you about our programming and now from Dave Brown or anything else you hear on the channel, so please be part of the conversation. I've been your host, Jyothi Gupta, and this has been The Pulse on AMI-audio. Thank you for lending us your ear. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.
2: Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor
1: tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favourite podcast provider.